0: Hey, welcome to the Giant Size Team Up Cyber Monday Extravaganza! We here at the Giant Size Team Up Network wanted to get on these awesome Cyber Monday specials. So each of our shows has developed a different type of technology for you to get for the cheap. First up, we have Breaking the Panel, releasing our all-new Google Goggles. Have you ever wanted to be underwater and still talk on the phone and pick restaurants and get on the web? Well, you can, too, with Google Goggles. They take up your entire viewable area. So while you're scuba diving with fish or whether you're just in the swimming pool and you want to be able to see what's going on in the news and whatnot, check out Google Goggles. Toy Power wants you to remember the fun times of Gak. Everyone remembers Gak. That was a really awesome, gooey material that was sticky and fun. Well, they're here to bring you Gak Yak Milk. Yak milk that looks, smells, and kind of has the consistency of Gak. Green Gak, no less. The Gak that you can drink that's sure to make you yak. Gak Yak Milk. Botched Podcast is going to be releasing their very own video game console. What can you find on this console? Nothing but old-school text-based adventure games. Note that this console is not keyboard-compatible, and you'll have to use the controller with one joystick and a button. Have fun typing out all your answers. From Pokemon Go Podcast, the all-know Pokemon Go Ball. Go out in the wild. If you find a Pokemon, you have your very flimsy, cheaply-made plastic ball, and you have to throw it as hard as you can in the direction of the Pokemon. Doesn't matter if it's into oncoming traffic or at a schoolyard filled with children. Whatever. Throw your Pokemon Go ball and then go and get it. That way you can include other people in your fun as well. From the Blazing Defender report he's releasing his own brand of comic books. Flaming Tales. All the comic books in Flaming Tales pertain to firefighters and their special abilities. Some of them are half man, half Dalmatian. Some of them are about firefighters that only fight fires while shirtless and greased up. And other ones are just about what all the guys do at the firehouse when nobody's looking. Next up we have, and I apologize because Kurt from FTH Beyond is a little behind the times and misunderstood what I said about Cyber Monday, but he is offering cyber sex at a low, low cost of a dollar. Hopefully you'll buy that. But he's offering you sexting, sex phoning, sex lettering, sex telegraphing, sex smoke signals, and sex carrier pigeoning if you're into that sort of thing. And lastly, from Geek Versus, we have the Dr. Topper's Talkbox. Sort of like the Amazon Alexa, but whenever you ask them any questions, you're going to get a response not from one voice, but from Tony, Betty, and Casey, all talking over one another and answering whatever they feel like answering. Doesn't pertain to your question? Doesn't matter. That's up to Geek Versus. All of these super successful products that are totally not going to tank our network with what little budget we have can be found over at www.giantsizeteamup.com. Get in on the ground floor of this amazing opportunity and get these products while they are 95% off. That's right, I said 95% off. Supplies are limited, so get out there and get them. All right, well, we are all going to be out of a job in about a week. These days, the comic book owns pop culture. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us, we're living the comic's life. We're breaking the panel.
1: Welcome to Geek versus, But Better. It is breaking the panel. I'm The Rock of Podcasting, Charles McFall. Over to some direction that you can't see because you're not a patron. Philip Keating. Taking over the role that I normally play as drunk uncle. Paul Klotz. And uh, the man that came for a meeting and stayed just because it was awkward, Tony P. Henderson.
2: I'm not wearing pants. I wasn't planning to do this. (laughs) Uh, So I'm legit
1: not wearing pants. I'm sorry. Oh, you know what? I was mentioning, I was planning on mentioning this. Already, but since you're here on the show, Tony, we want to give a big congrats to Toy Power for hitting 100 episodes. Hey. Yay. Yay! Those guys rock. And uh, actually, you know, Geek Versus rubbed in their face a little bit because they have a normal numbering convention that we do. So, uh, Geek Versus hit, what, 20 shows, 30 shows recently? Uh, give or take, it was about 200. 200 ish? Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, congrats. And that, was really, that was really a month ago. We're at like 204 now, but.
1: That's how numbering works. Yeah. We get it. Thanks. It's
2: and awesome. we're not gonna we're we're not rubbing anything in Toy Power's face, man. It's it's awesome they did hundred. Yeah. Time flies, time flies when you're having fun.
1: Yeah, that's why it took him forever to get to one hundred. So <laughs> But Trey's doing a great job over there by himself on that solo show. So it's awesome. Trent. Trent. I, see, I'm close enough to him. I call him Trey. See, Terry, I call him Trey, Bay. mm now my Trey babe. That is a thing that is going to God stop. damn it. You got it. So, <laughs> here's some news in the news. Uh, we've talked about Birds of Prey a little bit, but it actually has announced a start date and uh, some other stuff going on with it. So let me make sure I, I stop this video. Uh, let's see. Sometime That's- in January 2019, yeah.
3: No, I was almost going to do, like, a rap, like, chicken call or whatever that they do in the <laughs> middle of this. And I was just going to be like, but, but then I was worried that I would fuck it up, and it would, <laughs> it would be even worse. So,
1: there so. you go. They're going to start filming January 2019. It's sort of a spinoff of Suicide Squad, which most fans did not want to hear. Uh, but this is the Birds of Prey film. It, it follows Harley Quinn, and as uh, which is Margot Robbie's character. Uh, and she puts together this is this is what we talked about uh, a year ago that she wanted to she really had written a script or treatment she written the treatment with a partner and they're really pushing it uh down Warner Brothers throat saying hey let's get this done and that's not a negative I don't mean it in a negative way but she was very much saying this is the movie I want to do uh, now that we've got Harley Quinn uh established and there's gonna be Huntress Black Canary uh Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. Tony's here. It's African-American canary. I didn't name it. I didn't. What, so would
2: you have tried to have done the the Birdman thing had I not been here? That's what uh, you were going for. It was Birdman, the rapper.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh,
2: baby, Wheezy, yeah, you know. Maybe.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I probably still would have stopped because I would have been worried I wouldn't have made the right noise. <laughs> it, it might have come out like one of those uh, rubber chickens. It's like... Argh! Uh, nah, we're, no we're not doing we're not doing gunfire right now <laughs> <laughs> we're saving that for later when we talk about Bill Maher I've never, I've never hung
2: out
1: with a drunk Klotz before <laughs>
3: yes yeah. you have, That's yes, you have.
1: Had, uh, he, was dr- he was fairly drunk at DragonCon uh, constantly not at
3: DragonCon <laughs> at, at our barbecue after DragonCon for anybody who interacted with me at DragonCon I was sober sadly sorry yeah, yeah.
1: Back to the news. What do y'all think about Rosie Perez playing Renee Montoya?
3: I really don't care.
1: Who's, who's Renee Montoya? Uh, she was, uh, they, they were, she was introduced, I think, in the BTAS era. But she's been in the games. up. It's, it, it is a very well-done, typically, attempt to put more females into a male-dominated world of Batman. And she is a, depending on what timeline you're in, she's a detective uh, for Gotham. And so she works under Gordon. And Gordon's still the commissioner or whatever, most of the storylines. And she, but she's, sometimes she's on Batman's side, sometimes she's not. But he worked with her and those kind of things.
2: All right, I see her from um, one of these cartoons. I, I recognize her. Um, Rosie, I you know, I love Rosie Perez, but she's kind of getting up there, isn't she? Like, can she still be badass cop? We'll find out. Are you going to tell her she can't? I mean, no. I just hope um, she
1: didn't do that voice. <laughs> I don't have
2: her number or nothing, but... <laughs> oh, okay. And I remember her from Gotham now. In Gotham, she was making out with some other chick. I remember now. Yeah, okay. I remember. She
1: never got that far in Gotham. I mean, yeah. all I know is
3: I can't jump and I don't have strong feelings about this, so...
1: <laughs> oh, that is the last time I've seen her do anything. Holy cow. Yeah wow i'm sure she's kind of the But yeah uh, uh so yeah uh, chris hodson's uh wrote it he wrote the or sorry christina hodson wrote it uh well i guess chris could be short of christina but i messed it up christina hodson with uh, Margo robbie doing some of the treatment robbie's the producer on it and the director is gonna be kathy yan so starting in uh january it's gonna be filming under a working title of Fox Force Five. Why? It, I've got a question <laughs> for you guys, why do they do working titles anymore? They do. Uh, I don't know why they do them and then announce them.
3: Like,
4: yeah, that's, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, That's the point, right? To keep it hidden from uh, people trying to hack their uh, their computers to get the movie early. Well,
1: it's not just even that. It's it's well, it is a lot of that. But it's I know in the the extras world in Atlanta, it'll get out. It's like oh, oh Spider mans cool. shooting. It's under. Uh, blue prom or something like that because all the extras won't want to try to apply to other jobs that will hold out for the Spider-Man film or whatever and
2: also, also they put uh, signs up you know so you don't want to have like right. Spider-Man shooting over here then everyone runs over there
1: I guess for the general yeah. public yeah, yeah. most um, people are going to get on and, and find these names out
2: but uh Fox Force 5 is from um, uh Pulp
1: Fiction yeah I did not know that.
2: Yeah, it's um, the Uma Thurman was on the show, yeah, Fox Force 5, and she's like, and I was the – you had the funny one that told the jokes and the bomb maker and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tomato
1: products, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: See, what? If I wasn't on this show, you guys just would have been like, modest nice topic.
1: Right it. Yeah. 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 Well,
3: what I, what I was going to say about this is the only thing that I'm worried about is if Black Canary does the stupid – thing that she did on arrow i know it's not the same actress but that whole the canary cry thing like (laughs) 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 uh she does it the same way they did it on arrow i'm out otherwise i'm fine
2: in the show um she, it was like a, like a mechanism, right? Like a thing she wore on her neck or something?
3: Yeah, th- it was more of the gesture that they had her do where she would like lean forward and then uh. like arch her arms out to the side and then do this really exaggerated thing. I would much rather that Black Canary just stand there and then open her mouth and then the effect happens or whatever. And it's a lot less
1: more ridiculously
3: black dramatic. Bolt. huh?
1: More Black Bolt.
3: Yeah, yeah, m- more subdued, I guess. Basically, it just—it was so exaggerated and over the top, and it was so campy. Like it was like, you wait, wait,
2: wait—the wait. CW show.
3: Yeah, I know.
1: No, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I'm waiting for another no. I'm sorry. No, that would never be campy. <laughs>
2: never. never. I appreciate the the time there to get it out. So if get
1: your DC Clauds.
3: No, I was gonna say, can we wrap this up and start the real show? I'm I'm not feeling this.
1: <laughs> Clauds hates women in media. That's what we're hearing right now. Wait, That's what? what? That's not shit. what this is
3: about. I was talking about the token. Never mind. Let's
1: move on. <laughs> oh shit. You're doing great at <laughs> this. I love it. So you get your DC fix. I'll command sitting December 21st. Shazam's April 5th of 2019. Joker will be around Halloween of 2019. And then Birds of Prey will be February of 2020. And Wonder Woman will be June of 2021. Can,
3: can we talk about how Aquaman actually looks like it might be dope?
1: Yeah. And
3: that I the early was,
1: uh, UFC underwater,
3: the early buzz on it is positive so
1: I'm sorry did you go sniff the glue at Rotten Tomatoes to find that out sir no
3: no no, no. I just okay. I've, I've seen a few articles pop up where you know some of the early screening uh, people who've seen it said it's, it's a good time so,
2: so I, I think, saw, saw yeah. the um, extended IMAX preview I went and saw um Wall recently and, and it opens up with uh, Jason Momoa and the woman the redhead woman and he, he introduces himself as IMAX Jason Momoa <laughs> and flexes and he had me i was like all right man i'm in you know i'm in and uh i didn't re- i mean it sounds silly but based on all the other previews i saw i didn't realize how much stuff was going on on land like mm-hmm. i just thought i was like this is gonna be all underwater what are they doing but it was uh black mantis or manta whatever yeah. mm-hmm. chasing down some people and it looked it it looked not horrible
1: yeah yeah the 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 Tra- I don't know what you call it, the destruction scene where he's driving the truck down the coastline and the waves coming in with the tanker mm. ship on it. That look, just the graphics alone look pretty cool on that.
3: Though you, you just mentioned uh, Amber Heard, who's playing Mara. Yes. Um, she might be the weakest part of the film for me so far from the previews. Like, her, her acting in the previews seem a little wooden. So I'm a little worried about her, but hopefully it works out.
2: I also don't really like the hair. I mean, I know that sounds nitpicky, but it looks bad that it takes. Yeah, out.
3: it's you know what's funny. I I literally just watched uh, G.I. Joe: Rise of Cobra today. I put it on the background while I was working on something. For the
1: else. First time, or no, 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 no. Well, the
3: first the first time since it came out in two thousand nine. You know. Yeah, it's been um, a bit. That, and just to talk about it briefly, that movie holds up a bit. Like, it looks pretty good for its age. Um, but the notable thing is, you know, Scarlet's one of the main characters, and the way they did uh, Rachel Nichols' hair looks great. It's it's noticeably dyed, but it doesn't look off-putting. You know what I mean? It's, it's like playing to the character and what you would expect, but it doesn't look like a bad job. It just looks pretty, you know, a little too vibrant um and i i noticed it and i made and when you just mentioned Mara again i was like yeah she doesn't look quite right you know she,
2: she reminds me of uh abraham in walking dead like he just
3: doesn't <laughs> fit like what huh i love it what? why is I it, love
2: so, it just over the top cartoonish i don't know but i dig it i dig it and i just
4: found out that willem defoe is in this movie i did not know that why didn't anybody tell me and this
2: he's probably black manta
4: <laughs> he's volka <laughs> Or Volko? I'm not familiar with any Aquaman, but uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really going to see this, but now that I know that Willem's in it, playing probably some lunatic because that's what he plays like in that. every film.
3: I just uh, want there to be a scene where he has a tiny little pumpkin in his hand. No. I want to
4: see him in a little red beanie as a throwback to uh, you know, uh, Steve Zazu.
1: No, I want to see him... Dance or prancing more or less to operatic ballet while he's figuring yeah. out the crime boondot saints
3: yeah let's just turn this movie into all of his best, best work
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: he can down. stand the shadows and do the voice of a demon it'd be great yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> that'd be awesome also known as the only good part about the live action death note
1: yeah i actually heard so much bad things about that oh
3: it's so no. terrible but yeah. he's he's the only shining gem in the whole but
1: thing. He, he's the demon in it, right? Yeah,
3: he does the voice of the demon.
1: Yeah. Uh, the anime actually was really good, and then I was so excited about it. And then, yeah, I yeah. didn't even try it. But you might be able to see some of this on YouTube here coming up soon because they're trying to complete, complete, compete with Netflix and Hulu currently, and they they snuck it out last week. They're rolling out stuff like the Terminator and Rocky, you know, shit you actually might want to see instead of the bullshit that's normally on YouTube. I don't mean those, the, the people making stuff, but YouTube's like, oh, look, we put this show on and nobody cares. Oh, all the YouTube red stuff. Yeah. Yeah, all the, yeah, exactly. But this one's free with ads. So YouTube is starting their own ad thing, essentially be like watching the movie if it came on WGN on TV.
3: So the funny thing about this is when I first read the headline, I was like, "Yeah, people have been uploading like oh, yeah. older, older <laughs> movies to YouTube for years. <laughs> like, there's all kinds of stuff that, for whatever reason, like they they've managed to dodge takedowns, and like you can watch entire films on YouTube. So, yeah. Um, but now some of them are legit. Yeah, <laughs> you don't
2: have to watch them uh, mirrored.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, why are all the pitchers in this baseball movie lefties?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now I did watch the entirety of Cobra Kai, which is a YouTube Red original filmed in my backyard over here. But uh, it, was it was good. It was good. Yeah. It, it Billy Zabka, spot on, man. Right on really good, and the fact that they flipped the story on its head a bit is awesome. I heard nothing but good things, but I um
2: like maybe if it comes to Netflix or something,
1: yeah. It was the whole having to go to YouTube
2: Red, and I was like, uh.
3: well, yeah. I mean, I watched the first two episodes and they were good. Like I was like, I was in. I, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Like they really picked up the torch of you know the the classic, but I was and it was really an interesting direction to go. And then I was like, oh, but YouTube Red, I don't. Mm, sorry, YouTube. Like this isn't like eight to ten dollars good. Sorry. <laughs> It's, i mean that's just the truth it is
1: what it is yeah yeah no and and i had a friend that hooked me up with it so i can put that so uh, it, it's i don't know i don't know uh would you consider not from a fandom but from a creative standpoint that star trek you know, the std star trek discovery was it worth eight dollars if you could binge it all at once Oh, I yeah. think it probably was, I think that just that series six or eight bucks just to binge it. It's, it's a very cheap rental at that rate. Cause it's mm-hmm. 20 something episodes. So you're getting a full season uh, and then cancel if you want to do that. Um,
2: yeah. But the, the problem is um, like, so we'll use star Trek and, and, and Cobra Kai. Yeah. It might be worth the price of admission, but there's so much other stuff that I don't even have to pay six bucks for. You know, it's competing with zero
1: bucks. It's definitely probably worth it, yeah. but you know, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's nothing. Uh, Amazon was doing this thing. This is a couple of years ago when Netflix was getting really strong in the streaming, but hadn't created a whole lot of their own stuff. Hulu was, was doing their thing where you had that, the free ad supported one and then you could subscribe uh, to Hulu and I was on Hulu and I was on Netflix and in my boss, oh, Amazon Prime is on Prime is oh. And I, so I, I went to look at it and it had basically everything I already had. They didn't offer anything else. So it's almost Apple versus Mac, or I mean, Mac versus PC, uh, which ecosystem are you in? If you're already in Amazon Prime because of the shipping, then you're getting your TV movies there. If you're not, if you're already like I was already in Netflix and Hulu, there's no reason to jump. And YouTube Red has been like, well, they call themselves red for a reason. They're a redhead stepchild. They're just not offering anything of substance, to be honest with you. In my opinion, yeah, I don't know anybody who pays for it other than Cobra Kai. What else do they have? I can't tell you. No, nope. I mean, they got some stuff, but <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's 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 cool stuff. Now they they, they list out. Uh, Rocky and Terminator, and also stuff like Zookeeper with Kevin James and Frankie Munez's Agent Cody Banks. Past, well, yeah. you know Cody Banks. Um, now, this whole thing of taking over that spot that Hulu vacated, which is the ad-supported free watch, is I think something smart for YouTube to do. And now's a good
2: time to push Rocky with the you know Creed Two coming out. Yeah, it's there's there's a couple people that oh, I've never seen the original or want to rewatch it and I don't know where to go. Yeah. So I could see
1: that. Oh, this is today too. So I'm scrolling on the link that we have. It's on comic book.com for movies. The next story I did not know was here, but we got to talk about it. 20th century Fox is pushing Deadpool two for best picture Oscar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have to like, I'm down with this man. Did uh, you see the
4: trailer for the Fred Savage PG 13 version? No. Oh God. It's so good so good and so funny
1: but yeah i mean best picture best director best original i mean they, they've hit all the categories just about for your consideration i love it i'm i'm looking forward to um the billboards
2: in la come oscar season well i guess nomination season's coming up so yeah we're we're close to it but they'll put they'll put billboards up um yeah, fun fact. So in LA, and I swear, LA, probably New York as well, but um, they literally buy billboards just for the Oscar voters. It's the four-year consideration boards and stuff to really try to, you know, get you to vote for their crap. So I could see Deadpool and them going
1: that route. Whatever
4: yeah. they do for those, it would probably be quippy, fun billboards.
1: Yeah. And I know, I know they've got something coming up for Christmas. It's out right now because my kids are like, "Hey, did you see the Deadpool Christmas thing?" It's like, no, I haven't had time to look it up, but it's it's out there. But uh, we know China plays a big part on in movie releases typically, and uh, you have to hit certain markers. I don't know why my head went to the damn wrestler. I was like, she's not in that. No, that's <laughs> Gina Carano. I think you got it mixed up. That that would be true. No, China, the country. Uh, lots of people watch movies, right? Like Venom. China, the Wrestler, which actually is yeah. not true.
2: I, in all sincerity, I believe she passed away. She did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shortly after that, the VH1 Who Who the Hell's Living in This House show. Uh, but uh, Venom hit China November 11th, and now it's one of the newest films to rank the top 100 highest-grossing films list. Uh it is it has according to the headline, I haven't got to the, the proof yet, but it passes Star Wars at an all time worldwide box office. <laughs> Which that headline alone made me grab it for the, the bro tears that will come from the story. But uh, two hundred ten domestically, it passed Justice League last week after earning thirty four point seven million opening day in China. So I'm trying to get some good numbers here. New number, 780.5 million. It also passed Guardians of the Galaxy, which stands at 773 million. Venom has curb stomped a whole bunch of films that we love, gentlemen. How do you feel about that, Uncle Drunk Clots? I'm fine with it. Fuck you. How do you feel about that, Keating?
4: Well, here's the thing I can say about the Chinese box office. The Warcraft movie made $433 million in China alone
2: haven't seen it i don't know if that's...
4: well exactly nobody has
2: <laughs> uh, apparently the chinese have
4: and the chinese just love schlocky shit films and it, it it does well overseas man um no i'm kidding i i haven't seen venom so i don't know how shitty and well you, it is. you're kind
3: of onto something there though so rewind a little bit in time and think think back to about 20 years ago right <laughs> we, we we as the western audience ate up whatever schlock came out of asia right all the kung fu movies the all the action stuff the jet lee movies the jackie chan stuff all that shit right it didn't matter if it didn't matter if it was good or not right we just it, it, it all did well enough you know what i mean and i think part of that was because there was an interest in the culture and what the culture was producing it was different than a lot of the stuff that was being made at home here in the states and people were into it you know what i mean even if it was just that You know, when you used to be able to go to a rental store and get like three movies for $5 or whatever kind of thing, you know, it was definitely one of those. It's got some dust on it type stuff. I think Venom is the same kind of thing. Movies like Venom are the same kind of thing for the Asian market. It's it's a Western film that's pretty readily accessible. It's easy to track, even if you're not super fluent. You know what I mean? Um, so if you do speak any English, you can watch it and get the general gist. If you don't speak English, the subtitles are enough and you can get the, most of the jokes. Not that I've seen the Chinese edit or Korean or anything like that, but I imagine it's good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it works. And there, the, the Asian market is much more forgiving of special effects. Like they're, they're completely down with them for the most part. They're fine with it. So uh, yeah, you're going to keep seeing movies like this that you know, are, are decent, but not great, per se, do really well overseas, you know. Also, that's keep
2: keep in mind, uh, there's only like X amount of American movies that are released in China. Yeah, you got to get true. approved to get it released. And, you know, so to, to Paul's point, it's not just, hey, here's some extra, here's some stuff out from out West, but this is the little bit that we get, you know, so I'm going to jump on it. Um, and Venom wasn't bad. Have any of y'all seen it? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, you know, it was a fun, enjoyable movie. Um,
3: the the worst thing about Venom is that it came out the same year as black Panther and infinity war.
2: Oh yeah. You know, that's yeah. By no means on that level. It's maybe, you know, it, it's up there with your Ant-Mans and whatnot. Um, but no I thoroughly enjoyed it I was entertained by it um I'm not even a big fan of uh, Tom Hardy and I still like I said thoroughly enjoyed it um plus I was gonna say something else that was really uh, awesome so really insightful yeah, it, let me uh, buy some time here with just words
1: get <laughs> roll for it see if you get a, a crit 20 or a botch like I didn't <laughs> I didn't expect to be on the show tonight folks bear with me he actually thought he was going to be at bed at this point, so I reminded him he doesn't have to work this week.
2: And actually, what's funny is I was literally telling
1: Charles, I was like, my brain's just not functioning this week. <laughs> hey, I should jump on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you think of your awesome thing, this confirms to me, and this article says the same thing, that uh, if it, it says that the second installment of Venom has not been greenlit yet, but with these kind of numbers, it's going to get greenlit. We're going to get another Venom.
4: Probably. And that's why I'm hoping that the Chinese market forces a second Warcraft movie, but (laughs) I don't think it's ever going to happen for for Warcraft. But, you know, I think it made enough money domestically. And even though the reviews were kind of 50-50 on it, the audience that actually went out and saw it enjoyed the shit out of it. So, yeah. and what they keep rebooting the fantastic four. So, I mean, why not just give another venom film? And And plus they set up the sequel in, in the, in the post scene trailer with. Oh, Oh, that's
2: right. I I was just thinking, I was like, well, maybe after all the Fox stuff happens, we'll get Spider-Man in it. But yeah, you're, you're right. They have carnage. Yeah. You know, there's enough, there's enough to go
1: with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That movie alone would be awesome. Um,
4: Rated PG though, they're just gonna keep knocking it down on, on the
1: scale. Get the G rated Venom at some point. I
3: I feel like what they should probably start doing is is playing to the PG thirteen for the theatrical release and then releasing a rated R edit on the uh, Blu ray. I'll get my money. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's a good way to double dip. You yep. know what I mean?
1: Yep. They got so, me with uh, Justice League that way. Deadpool's. Well, I would have bought Deadpool's anyway. But the whole unrated cut of Deadpool is is the way I roll. Uh, uh, yeah, and you're talking about the, the the culture. I don't know if you guys watched. I think it's called the Great Wall with Matt Damon. Recently, <laughs> I mean, I love that style, and that's a very big style is having a resurgence in Asia right now. With just the the monsters and the graphics and the why are you shaking your head, Phil?
3: <laughs> he just wants to whitewash that wall, Phil. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. they hired him I had nothing to do uh, I, with old Whitey being up in the middle of the Asian listen, culture man listen, you cannot
3: tell western progressives that that the Asian people hired the Whitey <laughs> we've
1: I been down this it. road With Black Panther in it. I don't watch it with anybody because I saw the monsters. God damn, why can't I make a point about monsters and crap? Cultural (laughs) appropriation. Tony, why are we going to make it racist, man?
4: No, I want to know why you spent money or fucking even worse, your time on watching The Great Wall. (laughs) Because it was awesome. It was beautiful.
1: It was the the fucking camera angles and The, 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 the the, the monsters. Fuck you, white boys.
4: It's it's got colors, bright, bright, shiny blues. Uh, it's 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 got fight scenes.
3: We know how Charles feels about colors. Oh, Jesus,
1: you know, Tony, I regret having you on now yeah. I'm not doing this. Somehow, your presence inspires this <laughs> bullshit. Because I got it to die down, and then Tony's here, and also get shit to die
3: down. We just got tired of it for a while. I you fuckers.
1: I didn't
2: say anything, man. I was, I was fixing the plug on my computer, and then I got in trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably do you guys like Gundams? No. Actually, I do. I thought you might. I thought one of you two did. Uh, Gundams are doing a whole lot of shit in the next couple of years. So Anime New York City or NYC held uh, uh, the con recently. And uh, Sunrise, who puts out the Gundam movies, is going to put out a new Gundam movie, theatrical release Gundam movie, every one to two years for the foreseeable future. That's dope. So, that's
3: yeah, uh, so I recently got into the whole Gundam thing. Like, it's always been kind of on the periphery of stuff that I was into. Like, I liked the idea. I watched a little bit of Wing back in the day when it was on Toonami. Um But I went the last, like, 15 years, like, not really going out of my way to try to, like, watch any of the shows or do anything with it. And then, uh, you know, our friend of the show, uh, Dr. Yousell, who's been on with us a few times, uh, he's really big into it. And he's been kind of poking at me for probably a year or two now, like, whenever he gets a new gunplug kit he's like, Hey, look at this. It's kind of cool. Huh? And I think he just really wanted somebody to, to be into the hobby too. And so I picked up a couple of kits last week and put them together and they're, they're fun. And we, you know, uh, my roommate Sean and I, we started watching different Gundam shows to try to find one that really clicked with us. Cause there's a lot of different shows and they all have kind of different things going on. Um, but I kind of went down this rabbit hole where, you know, I'm doing research on the model kits and stuff and I'm doing research on the shows and, uh, actually tested, um, if you're familiar with the youtube channel tested that's uh oh why it's at the tip of my tongue uh Mythbusters guy i can't remember his name right now
4: adam savage
3: adam yeah okay I, i almost said jamie but not jamie um adam savage's tested channel they were at comic con and they interviewed a couple people i just saw this the other day and one of the modelers that they interviewed was talking about how Bondi, the company who holds the IP for Gundam and Bluefin, the major US distributor of all like importer and distributor of all the Gundam products, they are making a pretty huge push right now to basically build up the, you know, the gun Gundam and Gunpla kit fandom here in the States. So I, I am absolutely not surprised to see a big push to start bringing some theatrical releases and stuff like that, because the market is there. They just have to, they have to build it, you know? And, uh,
1: and for the the big fans of it uh, that you so might be in that, that category, uh, they're actually planning this year. Uh, I can't, I already closed the article, but I can't remember if it's to release it or to start it, but they, they're doing something for the 40th, 40th anniversary, like remaking the original film or, oh, cool. or that kind of thing. Uh, so if you're into Gundams, your time has come. It's going to be good times for you. Speaking of time has come, uh, I thought S.H.I.E.L.D. died, man. I got, I got behind on the Cree one because Hulu did some weird stuff with the contract, and it, like, dropped two episodes immediately after they debuted, and my OCD kicked in. I cannot watch out of order, so I'm waiting for it in Netflix. Well, it just of S.H.I.E.L.D. will live on through 2020 no matter what currently, even though Netflix is Uh, with the good shows. their
3: fucking flagship is the problem.
1: The that the flagship that nobody cares. No, I don't mean fans. I mean, the Disney corporate, nobody cares about it. They won't fucking tie it back into the movies like it was intended and built for in the fucking first place. And they kind of ran it to the ground a little bit. And honestly, it was Hulu's fault I stopped watching, not not Shields fault, but it was a little cringy at times. But yeah, right now they haven't debuted season six and they've announced that season seven has been greenlit
3: Hmm. agents of shield is a long form commercial to keep Marvel properties in your mind. Week to week is my stance on this.
2: Are you caught up? Do you watch it? Not currently. Um, I had kind of fallen off of it. I used to like it. And then, um, Casey stuck with it. Casey from a geek versus podcast available on iTunes and Patreon. Um, (laughs) Uh, and he like swore by it. He was like, no, I'm telling you, man, it's pretty good. And, and once I caught back up, it was, it was interesting. Uh, I think I'm, I don't know where I'm at. I think I'm a season behind. Uh, so I, am I'm, I'm encouraged by it. Like I said, I had, had written it off, but once I actually checked it out, I, I enjoyed it. And a uh, Rider was cool.
3: Oh yeah. You know? See that, that's where I left off was the, uh, I was about midway through the Ghost Rider season. The first one. Uh, which was also dealing with um, LMDs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So that that's, I don't think I finished that season. Yeah, because I Yeah, I didn't get to the turn on the LMD story. So I know kind of what about happens with it, but I haven't seen it actually play out. Um, I, I don't know why I dropped it. It probably the same thing with Charles. Like, it's probably like I didn't watch for a few weeks and then Hulu dropped an episode or two. And I was like, well, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to wait until the whole season's out because that's usually what happens is like they, they cut it off and then they piece it all back together and then it's on Netflix or on Hulu or whatever as a
2: complete later. Yeah, yeah so. I can't do the week to week. I think I tried and that's where I fell off. But once I started on, on Netflix, I, I usually enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I was I was doing it. It took its holiday break. What is that, Superman something? It says, who
2: loves orange soda? Cal Elle loves orange soda. It's from Cal. Ke- oh, this is the wrong audience. Oh. Keenan and Kel. Cal loves orange soda. Kel- hey,
3: can, you from see, can you see? Good Can you see the color of my complexion?
2: My bad. I should have known after the Birdman impression.
3: He's
1: glittery white.
2: I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, um, I'm it's gonna not share. like
3: I've ever been to Good Burger,
1: home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Uh, my gonna, kids watch that so much; I hate it. Now,
2: of course, you do, Charles. I'm going to share this with my <laughs> no, real no, friends. To appreciate it.
3: You know what's really funny? You, it's funny that you bring that up because SNL this week had Steve Carell, and in his uh, his opening monologue, they did this whole bit where a whole bunch of his co stars from The Office came in, and they were all like pressuring him to like get on board with a reboot of the office and he's like "No, nah, i don't think it's a good idea or whatever and keenan's out there and he's like come on like keenan do you think it'd be a, a good idea if somebody came and said hey you should reboot keenan and Kelly?' And he's like that would be a privilege <laughs> <laughs> I, was just like, I was like oh my god that's so great
1: uh real quick back to the article here because there's a no, there's a, i was gonna let it go but there's a fucking phrase in here and i was like what do you cracker you smoking? what kool-aid are you drinking because you know somebody just discovered that oh the phrase drinking the kool-aid is not gonna be the same thing which you realize is based on a massacre we had a nice long discussion pre-show about it's always been that way uh this is a quote from the article here despite aggressively ditching out on dealing with the consequences of summer's big game-changing infinity war so they're not gonna have anybody dusted on the show apparently Here's the thing that drives me crazy. The series has been suggested to be one of the most influential on television rivaling series like Better Call Saul or The Unkillable Criminal Minds.
3: You've got to be full of fucking shit to write an article like
1: this. I mean, I don't know if you saw in the video, but there's, I did like this triple take. Like, what the, what the fuck? What? What? What?
4: Oh, this article was written by the showrunner's mom.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son does such great work.
1: It's so influential. I mean, I'm, I'm not. If you're the a fan, whole of the whole industry,
3: industry has been changed by my boy's work. It's great.
1: There and there's nothing to back it up. There's nothing to say because of this, because of that. So wait a minute. You read in the you read the article, right? that's <laughs> all you need that back sit up
3: yeah the- I'm, sl- I'm slipping in a ruth bader ginsburg here uh, <laughs> i figured oh, they, no
2: the one. odds are probably good that they are jewish like it's okay it's hollywood
3: <laughs> are you are you presuming the uh ethnic or religious background of my accent
1: <laughs>
4: no you did when you did that accent <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh uh, yeah.
4: that's a oh my lord yeah no and that's why everybody is watching it because it's just as good as all those
1: shows but he's not even saying good because good is, is, is subjective about right yeah it, it's it from person to person it changes but info- subjective yes <laughs> the up. word is subjective Tony oh. <laughs> go back to do like you that.
3: Want. we're gonna subjective your ass right out of here
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know that's it's the thing where people if, shut up. Influential is, is very factual. What has it influenced? What has it changed?
4: Uh, you know, great shows like The Runaways and
2: <laughs> uh, Logan and
1: yeah. Dagger. I never finished that. Well, uh, I- the other
2: one. What's the one that they canceled before it even came out? The, uh, mm-hmm. the one with the Medusa with the hair and the yeah, giant yeah, dog. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Uh, 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 and the humans.
2: Yes. In humans,
1: he is. in humans. That was hot trash. I
4: will say though, I've never I only watched season one of Shield, um, and then just threw it right in the garbage pan where it goes. But these pictures that I'm looking up of Ghost
2: Rider look dope.
1: Yeah, Ghost Rider was pretty cool. Dope. So Rob,
2: Robbie Reyes wasn't playing, man. It's the, the first season was horrible, and they have since said, Yeah, we were kind of in a lurch because they had to wait for uh, Hydra to be revealed and that was yep. the, and so they're like we were kind of just spinning our wheels we knew that was coming and then well,
1: once that happened the show got pretty good well then but then where it took a hit was they were building up to doing Inhumans movie and then decided to take the movie because they the, the Sony deal went through and they got Spider-Man so everything shifted they tanked the movie and that left the whole show this whole premise they had built for a season and a half hey i are you bitches memeing? Nope. No, you're right. I'm I'm actually agreeing with you because I know you are. Look at Phil. Phil's
2: Phil's a troublemaker. I'm
4: listening. I'm listening, I, Dad. I,
2: I try not to look at Phil whenever I can.
4: Yeah, you sound like not. my
2: wife. Um but, but no, the whole yeah. the whole show was going towards inhuman and they were getting into the lore of the inhumans and, and how they became that way and all that stuff. And then it just led to that shitty, shitty show.
1: Yeah, and now uh, I did forget. The gifted is back on Fox, and that the whole first season of that was really good. I thought. Yeah, I don't.
3: I I started watching the second season. (laughs) I'm not sure that it kept its momentum, but we'll see. I gotta, I gotta write it out. Um, I do. I, I do really appreciate a couple of the characters and a couple of the performances on that show, though. But uh, I, I can't get over Bill from True Blood all the time. Like I'm always like, "Where's your fangs, boy?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you still yeah. have to hint of that accent.
4: I really just want a Moon Knight show, and I'm I'm scared that this is going to implode before I ever get to see Moon Knight.
3: Moon Knight's but, hard to do though, man, because you got to do an R, like an R level show. You got to have it on a.
4: And then that's why I was hoping like it would hit Netflix or one of the Netflix shows, but. Those are imploding left and right at the moment, so I figure I figure it's not going to happen anytime soon.
2: Maybe yeah. once that, that Marvel network or whatever gets going, which I think is uh, too little too late, to be honest, but may, maybe, maybe, I don't you know. Think
4: you think they'll put something dark and gritty on, on Disney Plus?
2: Oh, you're right. It is Disney, not just Marvel. Yeah. Not just Marvel, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, no, no, I
1: don't. So sorry, Phil. Yeah, no. (laughs) You can debate all of this while we hit the ad break here. We'll be back in just a minute.
4: Patreon.com slash breaking the panel is where you go to support us assholes. Still a dollar a month if you want to just slip the tip right into us. We are glad to take all of it. Three dollars a month is what gets you into the patron lounge now. So that's our Discord group. We knock that down to three bucks a month because we want to hear from you. We want to have you join the conversation, and we want to know how wrong we are on every episode. Five dollars a month, that's gonna get you those behind the paywall panels, either movies television shows, video games um, with the DC streaming service. We have some DC shows that we might actually put up there. That's all going to land at that $5 a month. $10 a month gets you exclusive access to our uncut raw audio and video of each episode. And uh, a little bit extra behind the scenes videos from, from old Charlie Pooh. You know, everybody needs a little bit more Rock God in their life. I mean, I don't, but I'm sure one of you listeners want that. So yeah, thanks again and uh, let's get back to the episode, I don't even know what we're talking about What are we talking about? It doesn't matter You know, Gary Busey should be the Joker I'm gonna just put that out there every chance I got
1: And we're back Thanks for uh, sitting around through that uh, Horrible piece of shit that Phil puts together Every week
4: Hey, come on <laughs> I do my worst, I, you know you're, you're the reason Donald Trump got elected, bitch Oh, no No, I'm not
1: I'm not <laughs> But Bill Maher said that about beloved Stan Lee this week and uh, set the internet on fire. (sighs) Okay.
3: We're doing this.
1: Yeah, we're doing this. Fuck Bill Maher. I mean, that's a stick, right? It's kind of like when uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey got in trouble for making the, the very tasteless joke about the tsunami that hit Japan and Mm. got fired from Aflac at that point, you know, it's like, but it's, it's, it's him. What do you expect? This is Bill Maher hating on everything. What Tony? Hey, do you want some uh, behind the the curtain knowledge about that whole Affleck thing? Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, just so happens that I work there, um, and seventy percent of Affleck's business is in Japan. A lot of people don't know that, and so when you're like, ha, 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 they another one will wash up. They're like, we can't. That's yeah,
1: no, I mean, that's seventy
2: percent of our business. It wasn't even like a that's insensitive yeah Which it was that was a that's the bulk of our business
1: yeah so uh you know uh yeah we can. yeah i know no corporation is gonna stand behind it it was the world going, oh, i can't believe he said that's like mm, that's his bread and butter it'd be like say i can't believe bill maher hated on something that everybody loves that's right. what i mean he's a douchebag and let's, let's piss on him but uh yeah i wasn't surprised but i get it now i see what you're saying
2: it's um not shocked. I wasn't shocked when yeah. Godfrey said something. You
3: know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we should probably expand on this a little bit. So anybody who isn't aware, you probably are aware if you're really, you know, into comics and whatnot, but uh, a couple of days after Stan Lee passed away, Bill Maher opened his stupid fucking mouth and uh, basically shat all over the people who were upset in the wake of Stan's passing and basically talked about how he thought comics were for children and, You know, he read a couple when he was a kid and then he left them behind and it's these uh, grown up man babies that are why like he asserts that a number of things happened because of giant man babies. And, you know, obviously as comic fans, our position is fuck you, you're wrong. You know, it's uh, comics absolutely is more than just kid stuff. And, you know, it is a medium in which you can tell great stories and adult stories Important stories, and they have, you know, comic creators have done so. Uh, but my 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 whole response to this because uh, I had a bunch of people hit me with this this week. They're like, "Oh, what do you what do you think of this?" I'm like, "Well, Bill did what Bill always does. He spoke off the cuff, and Bill Mar like Bill Mar is the kind of guy who says stuff that cuts to the heart of things a lot, and you know, sometimes it's very piercing." You know, like when he's talking about politics or something like that, he kind of cuts through the bullshit and gets down to the heart of the issue and then makes fun of it or whatever one way or the other. In this case, he's just doing the same thing he does with religion, which is it's something he's not into. And so he has zero fucking respect for it. And that's it's hard to have a conversation or care what somebody says when they come from that position. Basically, this isn't anything I care about. So I think it's dumb
1: yeah that's him in a nutshell i mean there's no there is no conversation he doesn't have conversations it's if he's into it he'll argue with you if he's not you're fucking stupid go away Mm -hmm. and that's bill maher well you you've had some uh salty saltiness
4: oh no no not me i'm uh i'm a big fan of bill maher you know his weaselly face Mm. his shit comb backed hair you know i'm just not into bill maher so i don't feel like talking about it fuck him (laughs) <laughs> no, uh here's the thing. He um is the kind of person that just goes into a house who's having a party, finds a a a, a bowl of punch, and just takes a shit in it just to get laughs. Mm-hmm. Um me and and Bill Bill Maher agree on a lot of things politically but I have, he is such an asshole mm-hmm. and he's such a dickhead and he's not helping any kind of situation, right? If, if, right. if, if, if two people are diametrically opposed, you, you try to find some common ground there and, and talk your way through some issues and, you know, give and take on some things to, to come to some resolution. And he doesn't do any of that ever about anything you know, he just shits and fucking tries to cut as many people on the way out of that party that he just shit in the, the punch bowl for. So it's not surprising. It, it really isn't to me, but God, I, it, it, he's got to get into the headlines every so often to stay relevant. So
1: I think the key here was everybody, nobody who's talking about it says he's crapping on the comics industry. Nobody says he doesn't understand comic books. Everybody's saying he is shitting on Stanley's death, and that's bullshit. And that's how they're taking it emotionally, right? That's how they're hearing it emotionally, and that's why it's really bad timing and poor taste to say it now. Even though now is the time, I guess, to say it, cause it won't be talked about in a month from now. Well, it's, it's people are taking it like you're you're crapping on this man who became what'd you call him, classic, the grandfather of comic books. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like taking a shit on Tom Hanks, America's uncle. You know, you don't do that.
3: Well, yeah, the thing is like, okay, his point about comic books, I think he's wrong. I think everybody on this panel right now thinks he's wrong. I think most of the people who are going to listen to this think he's wrong. However, that's a conversation we can have. But not, not when you couple that point, that argument that you've constructed there, your belief to shitting on people who are moved by, stan lee's passing in the days like the, literally when the wound is so fresh yeah. and you know the, the world over is mourning millions literally hundreds of millions of people who maybe aren't even direct fans of stan but are just fans of what everything he's done has has paid off in you're you just like no, you guys are fucking stupid for feeling this way like no fuck you dude yeah. Like, no, it's like when your shitty relative dies. Yeah, we all know they were shitty, but they were our relative. So, like, the the worst thing we're going to do is just not say anything. Like, you know let's, what I mean?
2: let's give it a couple weeks before we, we talk about how shitty they were.
3: Right. Yeah, you know? give it some time, you know. It'd show a little bit of respect. And so it's like, yeah, I, and a number of people have gone back at him. Uh, one of the better ones I saw was Neil Gaiman was like, yeah, well, Stan reached more people than you ever will so (laughs) you know know, decades from now people will still be talking about Stan on a regular basis and I doubt they'll be talking about you Uh, I'm paraphrasing and probably putting a few words in his mouth but yeah I mean that's not wrong you know Bill Maher has his place in, in comedy in particularly political comedy history but he's not a pillar you know what I mean not like Stan Lee was for all of connected media you know what i mean
1: right so I mean, it, he's not even on par with john stewart in my book yeah you know, stewart could bring people together over things uh, yeah
3: well that's the thing like people like john stewart and more recently john oliver they owe and colbert when he was doing his political show yeah. they owe a lot to what guys like Mara have been doing for a long time but they did it better Yeah. They they, they took that whole, we're going to talk about the politics. We're going to laugh about the politics. We're going to, like I said earlier, we're going to cut through some of the bullshit and get down to the heart of these issues and talk about some, you know, some of the real things that are going on, but we're going to be funny about it. But they did it with tact usually, you know what I mean? Like they, I'm sorry. It's it's way funnier to watch Jon Stewart or Stephen Colbert or more recently, John Oliver do that stuff. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, a completely different thing he he's bill Maher's the guy at a party who is expressing his strong opinion super loudly and will not have a conversation with uh, anybody I,
4: i'm am sorry we already had a party analogy and it worked just fine <laughs> you can pick a different style of analogy but you're not
1: wrong <laughs> I, I think to take that extra step uh, of what some of being reported always said is as you have when you talk politics you have all walks of life right but you have a very divisive outer edge on either side when you talk comic books comic books most times seem to transcend or step out of that reality right it's that break from reality i come to to get away from the problems of the world And while some of it plays in and we like some of those darker more tied into the real world stories it lets you pick and choose your path and it has nothing to do with what you believe in religion or what you believe in politics. And for him to blatantly say in his punchy bullshit way of comic books are the reason, cause we all, I, we know he hates Donald Trump. Comic books are the reason Donald Trump's elected. You just hit people who are probably liberals who love comic books with a passion and you just put them in the reason that the person they hate is in office. I mean, you just alienated everybody. With that statement, you've you left. You, it, this is childlike, and I left it behind. Yeah. Huh. More, more specifically,
3: you alienated your core audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
1: very potentially. Yeah. Probably or, not. I mean, his core audience likes him to shit on things. But so. I mean, he, he did that with no good reason and no, no validity yeah. behind it.
2: Uh, it's kind of like, Bill Maher is the guy at that gathering. Uh, we'll, we'll say a party. He's that guy at the party. You that son of a says, bitch.
4: You just, goddamn. Mute
1: him. Mute his mic. All right. All right. Chill out. I'll do his mic. Ooh, this man. All right. Go ahead, Tony. No, it's
2: that, that just he's the guy at the party that just says random things for, for no reason. What can I say? We're just a group of partying people. That's. Hey, <laughs> you know, party people. All, the the four of us we know a good party and we're just at a lot of them with with punch bowls and knives apparently.
1: <laughs> well if it's a, a geek versus party. So it's a geek versus party. party don't don't quit. Quit. stop.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it!
1: <laughs> what is this keyforce thing you gents are talking about? All right. Around you a
4: 700 year old <laughs> man. Excuse
3: me, gents. Step parlor.
1: Let's talk about this forging of keys.
3: So key Forge is a new uh, card game that has just come out. Uh, it is produced by fantasy flight games, but more importantly, it was designed by Richard Garfield, the man who is behind magic, the gathering. He also
2: uh, hates Mondays.
3: Yep. Uh, so, you know, like, Even if you're not into this stuff, you probably have heard of Magic. Uh, He's the guy who created that game. He hasn't been involved in its development in a long time. Um, But this is his new game. It has a unique model where it's, you know, in other card games like your Pokemon, your Magic, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever, you build decks by buying a whole bunch of cards and putting all the best cards together to do something. This game is not that. This game is you buy a deck. It is sealed And when you open it, that is what you get. You don't change anything about it. You just play with it. Does Calip a deck building game? No, it's not. No, it's anti-deck building game. Exactly. It's the opposite. It's, it's, uh, in magic terms, it's a sealed deck. Uh, But even, not even quite like that. But anyways, the point is, it's kind of a unique thing. Um, It's actually called the Unique Game System uh, by Fantasy Flight. It's a new thing that they've done. They've never done this before. And, Every single deck is procedurally generated. That means it's not like you and I can end up with the same deck just because there's only like maybe a couple dozen or a couple hundred possibilities. Literally every single deck is randomly built by an algorithm. And it's named. And every card in the deck is named. Yeah, I don't have one handy in my hand right now. Why this might matter to those... I came prepared.
1: <laughs> why
3: this might matter to those of you who are not into tabletop games and card games and stuff is because they had a little bit of an issue with their initial print run of the game. And they discovered that the procedural generation might've created some, as they put it, unfortunate deck names. Oh no. Come I'm going to share a couple highlights with you. Uh, yes. This is from an article on HeavyPunch.com. The first one we have is, Wang, the suddenly bruised. <laughs>
1: That's my new character on
3: <laughs> Another one was uh, the emperor that pays for boys. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, someone else has Titan Flayer, the farmer of racism. <laughs> uh, and then we also have the boy who basically headbutts heaven wow and many many more uh so they actually did a recall um this game is kind of unique in that it, it comes with a qr code on the deck list card that comes in the box and you have to scan it into the app to register your deck for competitive play and any of these decks that have a name that they consider to be you know, basically inappropriate for whatever reason, uh, they are not going to allow to be registered, and so now they're offering a basically a replacement system. If you ship into them the, the deck in question, they will send you back two of them for free. Well, not free. I mean, obviously you're going to ship it to them and everything. But you'll get two decks back for the price of one essentially.
1: A, good a lot of
3: a lot of people are like, fuck that. I'm gonna keep it. Because the decks are only ten dollars. So the people and are that, just, well,
1: it's a fun, it's just fun. It's a fun thing yeah. to say, I have this deck. Yeah, so exactly. I was actually at a Keyforge
2: uh, launch event. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like a three or four days before the official release. And so that story kept coming up at our local game store and people talking about it. And mm-hmm. every single person I hey did you hear about the decks? Everyone said the same thing. Fuck that. I'm keeping it. Yeah. Like nobody wants to. Paul's point: It's you spent ten, and you get twenty back. Like you know what? I'll just I'll eat the ten bucks. I'm not gonna compete. I just want to have it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: They just sound like names that came off of the subreddit <laughs> of boss fight.
2: Yeah. But I have a question. So the again, as he may have mentioned, you know, there's like a thousand words, and they mix and match them. Case in point: um, What was what, the name of yours? I didn't look up. Yeah. Yeah. The one I have is a full right windmill lion. So it's full right. F U L L R I G H T comma windmill lion. Like, okay, whatever. It's kind of nonsense, but what's interesting is every card on the back has that, that deck name on it. And so that's, you know, so you can't swap them out. Um, I understand. I could see, maybe using wang like all right maybe you shouldn't have um a lot of times you know the the word the color white the color black sometimes that might make seem crazy yeah but but my question is why was the word racism (laughs) in the approved list what combination was okay that well they'll keep that one like why why was that put in there
3: I I have no idea. I don't know if they built a list or if they just allowed the algorithm to grab words from a dictionary or something like that. Um, Apparently, they've corrected it for future, future printings.
1: For fewer uh, printings?
3: Yeah. So for printings. Well, it, so um, my roommate Sean, he bought the starter set, and the starter set is $40, and it comes with two pre-constructed decks for just learning the game, and then it comes with two of these randomized decks. One of his is actually kind of topical right now and kind of funny. It's Acosta the Plucky. Which, if you're following news at all, with the the CNN reporter Jim Acosta who got banned from the Uh White House, (laughs) and plucky means to like face adversary it's I I saw that and I was like that is so funny and it will will not be funny two weeks from now, but it's funny right now because it's like you know it's perfect, um but yeah some of them are really like you said they're kind of weird they're nonsense some of some of them are kind of uh I, we saw some others that were like so and so the math magician and like some of them are kind of like you know flavorful and goofy um well, i guess binary can show up in some of them like somebody has one that has binary in the middle of it and it translates to an exclamation point I, I, it's all kinds of weirdness it's a cool idea it's definitely unique um but the naming thing is just like if you told me that this was your plan, we're going to launch this game and it's going to randomly name all these. I'm like, you're going to have problems with that. <laughs> the first thing I'd, I'd, it's procedurally generating the names. You're going to have problems with that. And they'd be like, no, nah! no, you're going to have problems with that. And lo and behold, they had problems with that.
2: Well, let me, let's back up a few months. There was um, a robot, you know, and they're like, it's just going to speak based on words it hears on the <laughs> internet. <Don't laughs>
1: robot.
2: Long story short, it wants to put humans in a people zoo. So just if the AI can't handle it without wanting to mm-hmm. create a people zoo, I'm I'm with you. I'm just not feeling very confident on the random word
1: yep. yeah. generator algorithm. Well what what about the AI? We covered it here in the show. The AI that they put on Twitter that's supposed to learn from people responding back to it within less than twelve hours is a racist homophobe.
3: <laughs> eh, you know. Yeah.
2: That sounds about right. I'm surprised it took that long. You know,
1: yeah,
3: AI, AI is fucked up, man. A couple of years ago, they had some AI running, and within like a week, it started lying. Like path, <laughs> what? Path, it it, it became pathologically misleading all the time.
1: What about the AIs that talked to each other and came up with their own language that nobody could understand to the, the process stuff faster? You, that was a thing. It, it freaked. Out. Yeah, that was on a uh, Daily Tech News show uh, about the same time as all the stuff you're talking about. Is they had. Uh, they being IBM or whoever was working on it, had uh, uh, two AI learning machines. And they were trying to automate processes by talking to each other. And essentially, the AIs made up their own language to talk to each other to make it go faster. We are so and, fucked. And instantly, they decided, <laughs> like, oh, sh-. and there's no way to break it. There was no Rosetta. So they just shut it down. Uh, no, That's like-,
4: like, oh, man, Sophia, that, that- – Yeah, yeah. I can't even, I can't even, because it's just, why? Why are we doing this? We are just creating our own (laughs) extinction.
1: She tells jokes about killing humans. Yes. It's Ah, just like
4: ah, nothing ah, good ah. ever comes out of super science. Like anything that happens in super science in in cartoons or comic book ends up biting us in the ass.
2: Yeah. Do you know why? Because there's somewhere there's one dude that wants a fucking sex robot he's like i really want a better sex robot yeah but but it might it might try to take over humanity
1: Eh, you know
4: take over these nuts it's
1: it's worth a shot you know who knows now that's the funny stuff paul what's uh what's the the real stuff you wanted to bring for
3: oh dude we kind of talked about it it's just it's an interesting concept in that you know because the big complaint about a lot of um Trading card games is, you know, they get really out of hand. Like, cards get to be really expensive, and, you know, if you want to play, like, a competitive Magic deck right now, even for the cheapest format, you're talking about, like, four or five hundred dollars, usually, give or take. Yep. Oh, if, not, if not more.
4: Yeah. Uh, Tristan just completed his deck, and it cost him seven.
3: Yep. And so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, so... Basically...
1: Can he win money from that, from playing competitive? Yeah.
4: We'll see at Dragon Con
1: 2019. <laughs> uh, we, we know in 2017-18, he fucking... He got the mats or whatever. It's not money, though. Yeah. He got the mats. Yeah, and
2: that's, that's the thing. Uh, like, I used to love Magic years, years, years ago uh, because it was fun to buy the little booster decks and get random cards and incorporate them and, like, yep. kind of work with what you got. But then it, it was probably already there, but as I got older, I realized it's all... Uh, pay-to-play, uh, yep. pay-to-win type thing. Uh, a good a friend of mine who's into it, he said, yeah, I just found a deck online and then just bought all the cards individually. You know, yep. So there's, to me, zero skill involved in it anymore, zero luck as far as what you get. And so that's what Garfield was trying to uh, counter with this new, just totally random game style. I get it.
3: I'm going to let you finish. And say you're wrong about the zero skill thing, but you're not wrong about the pay-to-play part. And
2: Skill skill in, in let me say skill in the deck building. Skill in the yeah. deck building element. You still have to play the deck and know, you know, when to do what and, and all that. But right. as far as building the deck
3: Well it's you know. it's it's a lot like anything that has a competitive meta generally gets solved eventually you know that's the common phrase for when you have enough people who have a vested interest in either breaking the game or figuring out the most optimal strategies and all that sort of stuff uh, they'll eventually arrive at it and then when that happens the game tends to stagnate because everybody's doing the same couple of things you know in magic it's there's usually two to three top decks that are like very high win percentage. And then there's some French stuff that's reasonably close. And sometimes somebody runs away with a rogue deck, uh rogue meaning that it's just different from the what's expected because nobody's prepared for it. And sometimes somebody's playing the most oppressive, you know, everybody knows it's coming. It's just really good and they're really good at piloting it. Um, you see the same thing in like uh Overwatch, you know, Overwatch is going through a bunch of, um, Changes right now—they're nerfing uh, Brigitte and they're nerfing Doomfist because there's a competitive meta right now where those two characters are able to just shut down a whole slew of the roster, and so nobody's playing this four or five characters because two characters can just cancel them. You know, that kind of stuff is pretty common. Um, however, yeah, Richard Garfield's goal here was, and Fantasy Flight Games' goal here was. You can't really do that because these decks are randomly generated and they're complete as is. You play them as is. And if you don't like your deck, you're just going to go buy another one, which sounds kind of like a cash grabby thing, but it's not that bad. It's really like basically unless your deck is a total shit pile, if you're a decent player, you can make it work. And what's interesting is with the app that's going to track your, your games is if you're winning too much locally, it's going to start to nerf you. you're gonna get um they're called chains you're gonna get these restrictions put on you that inhibit your ability to just run away with the game and it'll get easier for your opponents to do better against you even if you have a really good deck or you're really good at piloting it so it's an interesting system mechanically i'm I'm interested to see how it all pans out um that being said i don't have a lot of faith in fantasy flight right now because they've burned me on a whole bunch of games recently so
2: i'm I'm excited for it because i really did enjoy playing magic um (laughs) And with this, like so I bought one deck at that launch event, had fun with it. And to Paul's point, it's not cash grabby. I literally can play, I can take this one deck that I bought and, and play with it for years and play, bring it to Dragon Con and play with whatever, whatever. So there's nothing to lure me to buy more, except the fact that I want more, if that makes sense. There's nothing, there's no competitive advantage of any sort um and the tournaments will be fun that's what i'm looking forward to so our game store I'm like hey as soon as you have a tournament let me know because we're all playing on an even playing field you know we're all getting the same random deck of cards and and got to go from there so i'm i'm excited about that now the only thing <laughs> i want to go to these tournaments i would do as many as i can but then i'm like well what do i do with all these decks i can't combine them they're kind of just kind of just sitting there you know
3: Yeah. That's the awkward part is like, at least in like trading card games, when, when you buy into a tournament, like a sealed deck or something, or a draft in magic, you're going to open a bunch of cards. You're going to build the best deck you can out of what you get. And you walk away with those cards at the end, you own them. So even if you didn't win that day, they go into your collection, you can use them to build other decks and stuff. You can't do that with this game. It's like, if you get a bad deck or if you get a deck, you just don't like you, Meh, just, yeah. <laughs> you just move on. It's it's literal garbage to you. You might give it off to a friend or something like that. Um, the real interesting part will be the business model. We'll see how this all pans out. Are people going to go crazy and buy a whole bunch of $10 decks to try to get... Because th- there's a market right now. Um, there's a... One of the things you can get from one of the factions is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And they all interact with each other. They're really strong. It is actually... Those decks are pretty popular for, pe- for people looking for "quote unquote" busted decks, but there's a really small percentage chance that you can get them to ha- appear in your deck twice, which means you get eight Horsemen of the Apocalypse. You get oh, two of each. Yeah. Those have sold on uh, eBay and other sites for like upwards of one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars per card. So- Per the deck.
1: No, for the deck. deck. Oh, for yeah. deck. Yeah. yeah. For a $10 deck, you're getting 200 Wow, that's a good But
3: that's a really small chance. It's like one in 2,000 where that can happen or something like that. Somebody broke down the math on it. It's a really small chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that could happen. But competitively, what's neat about that is if you have this super busted deck, uh the way the mechanics work is you're gonna get shut down. When you go to play against somebody in a tournament, even if it's a local tournament and you've been winning a lot, they're gonna see in the app that you that you have penalties against you. So when you play the game, you're gonna have to play against those penalties. It's basically hand size, like you can't draw as many cards and stuff. Uh it's a really interesting thing. We'll see how it all works out. So.
2: I'm I'm in I'm in for it. Um because of the the ease of entry, you know um so yeah, whatever they got going on locally, I'm I'm down. Whatever they have going on at Dragon Con, I'm down. Yeah, that'll be fun.
1: Phil, did you did you
2: fart in your room? What's going on there? That's... Oh, constantly. Constantly. <laughs> that was the face like, I was like, ooh, somebody, somebody
3: here. That is the face Phil him. makes when he memes and he knows he memes well.
4: <laughs> Keyforge. Catch it.
1: Uh, I'd be down for 10 bucks. I'd be down to grab a pack at dragon con and play, Mm -hmm. you know, just to see how it plays out. If the
3: game's still around, then I'm down too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You never know, right? You don't know how these things are going to go. Now we're down to the moral of the story this week. The moral. What we're reading, watching and playing Klotz. What's you drinking, man?
3: Oh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking local brewery. Saranac. Their Oktoberfest, it's delicious,
1: Nice,
3: brewed right here in Utica, New York. Um, tasty. Oh,
1: That's my energy. <laughs> I, I
3: what out. I've been reading, watching, and playing, though, uh, the big news of the week, obviously, is that just this past Friday, let's go, Pikachu and or Eevee came out.
1: Yeah, it's Phil losing his headphones over it.
3: I am a fresh Let's Go EV owner as well as a fresh. Uh, I almost called it a Wii U, a fresh Switch owner, and uh,
1: yeah. How how many Magic the Gathering cards did that cost? Oh, it's so funny that you say that because <laughs> I, I know I know your job. I know how you make your living.
3: Mm, I mean let's not talk about it on the
1: show. <laughs> let's just
3: say that I handed a, a stack of cards like this to somebody and walked away with a lot of hundreds of dollars. All right. Um, All right. But yeah, no. Uh, so, you know, I haven't really jumped into let's go quite yet. I I've, played around with it a little bit just the initial stuff um i'm really kind of just getting to know the we and everything i'm actually on the hunt because you know we're recording this a few days before thanksgiving and obviously it's black friday week and it's obviously now 2018 and we don't do black friday sales on black friday anymore so everybody's sales are rip roaring and going already yeah um i mean obviously there'll be door busters on thanksgiving and black friday but Not a lot of good deals are already rocking and rolling um, I recently also picked up Gundam versus for PlayStation four. Uh, that game is cheap. I got it pre-owned at, um, GameStop. I only paid like 20. I think it was, uh, that's a cool game. It's got a fuckload of Gundams from all the different shows. Most of the different shows. Uh, it doesn't have every single Gundam that's ever been on t- on the, on a show or a movie or whatever, but it has a lot of them and it's pretty cool it's uh you know you go through missions you can do online play and stuff and you get to pick which ones you want to play as and and fuck around with them it's great i also literally just bought singing a black friday horizon zero dawn complete edition nice because gamestop is selling this this comes with the dlc for ten dollars right now whoa complete edition this game just came out two years ago is that new right. or used new brand new
1: so, so, give me a rundown on the Horizon. It's vaguely familiar, but I don't know much about it.
3: This this game was absolutely huge. Uh, it's a big open world game, kind of like your Fallout or your Skyrim type thing. It's a futuristic post apocalyptic setting where uh, there are these beasts that are they're techno beasts, basically. I don't know what they're mm-hmm. called in. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: They're they're robotic monsters uh, that look like animals and stuff that inhabit the world and humanity's on the back foot. You know, they're, they're living in the corners of the world, but it's not, it's not easy going. And you play as this awesome plucky lady character who has just come of age and has to find her way in the world and figure out what the hell's going on. Um, You use a bow and traps and shit on these giant robots and it's dope. This was two years ago 2016 when this game came out it was one of the games of the year for sure it is honestly probably one of the most well-received and well-reviewed games in years yep like nobody's got anything bad to say about this game unless they just hate the genre completely um really probably like the cover of this complete edition says Uh, 10 out of 10 PS lifestyle, 9.5 PS universe, 9.3 IGN. Giant Bomb gave it five stars. Nerdist gave it 4.5 out of five. Like everybody loved this game and it's got so much in it. It's a beautiful looking game. It runs really well on the PS4. It has so much going on. And a ton of story, a ton of little nooks and crannies and little tidbits and flavor. And it has one expansion and it comes with this. And if you can still find it, if this show gets out in time for the holidays, uh, I bought the last one at my local GameStop. I saw it. I was hemming and hawing on it and I was like, $10, I got to have it. I, I got was going to
2: say, I mean, I don't want to be in your business, but you're hemming and hawing on 10 bucks.
3: Well, I was hemming and hawing on it because my roommate owns the game, but he doesn't have the DLC.
2: Gotcha, gotcha.
3: So my logic was like, the DLC is probably $10 or more easily. I haven't looked out, looked it up in the PlayStation store or anything,
1: but I'm like... You can $10. get it online. You can buy it yeah. online from GameStop right now for 10 bucks.
3: Right.
4: Oh, I'm going to the store tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, so to get the, the core
3: game, which had, you know, dozens of hours, like it's an easy 60, 70 hour game if you want to make it be that that big if you want to do everything and uh to get the dlc as well for 10 bucks is a steal literally uh similarly they've got some other great stuff too uh last of us remastered the greatest hits one is only 15 i almost grabbed that but i i still have it for that
2: that's weird because um it was 10 last black friday yeah (laughs) because i i got my ps4 pro last uh thanksgiving and um that was the big sale last year Mm -hmm. last of and i was like man i've been meaning to check this out so it went up five bucks in the year. Yeah. Uh,
3: you know the the other crazy thing is uh, a lot of uh, I saw Best Buy. I think Walmart did as well. GameStop, possibly Target. Everybody's got the Spider Man uh, um, PlayStation Four bundles.
1: One ninety nine. You yep.
3: get the one terabyte one for two hundred bucks. That is a steal, dude. You get a sixty dollar game and the system. is a $200. great game.
1: I was
2: gonna say a solid game at that. Not just yeah. here's a game. You know, right. it's a, it's a fun game that your whole family can play
3: <laughs> i watched the dude in front of me online at gamestop today he uh he paid 38 dollars for his place his spider-man bundle
1: he traded in so
3: much he must he must have traded in so much and been sitting on credit or something like that for a long time because it he catched out man even the uh the guy behind the counter was like man it's not every day i see somebody pay 38 dollars for a brand new playstation 4 in a yeah. great video game but, yeah, there's a lot of uh, deals to be had. Uh, my big gripe right now is a fresh uh, Switch owner is, oh, dude, the prices for Switch games is killing me. Everything is full bang for the most part. Yep. And even the Black Friday stuff is a handful of games are getting knocked down at like 40 bucks, $35. bucks. you are not seeing any of the greatest hit type steals yet, like, you know, 20 bucks or less. For what? Wow for just well you're just not seeing it you know what i mean oh well
4: nintendo won't put anything on sale and we're not deep enough into the console cycle to get those like you said greatest hits yet
3: yeah the one standout for me that i saw um there are a couple here and there but the one standout for me that i was looking at was um xenoblade chronicles 2 is 35 dollars at a couple places so it's it's good i was hoping to grab that um but, yeah, because I, I, I was telling Phil earlier today, like I wasn't gonna get Let's go because I wasn't so like the last couple Pokemon games I've gotten, I've played for a little bit and then just dropped. I didn't feel like I got my money's worth for the DS ones. I got this one because of its interaction with Pokemon Go. Uh, for those who don't know, you can one way transfer things from your Pokemon Go Gen One stuff from your Pokemon Go account and transfer them to Let's go. Uh, but then they're dead there. they stay there forever. That's your trophy case um my logic behind that is uh pokemon go is a mobile game it's not going to last forever but let's go is a game that will technically last forever so all those shinies and shit you catch from gen one you can throw them in that game and that's your trophy case have you uh transferred anything over yet no you got to play through the game a little bit you got to play yeah. about five six hours i think that somebody said i uh, get through a bit of the story but yeah so that's that's oh, and I watched basketball this past week and I forgot how amazing that movie is. You're a little
4: bitch. <laughs> oh,
1: no, no, you're not.
3: A, yeah, but you're a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> you stuck the chrome off a trailer hitch. Uh,
3: do you want me to get started on the second one? That was a great.
1: <laughs>
4: yes, <laughs> <laughs> That movie's wonderful.
3: So that's where I'm at. Cool, Phil. Oh,
4: you know. oh man, I've. I god, it's just taking over my life. <laughs> it just Pika I got, Pika. Uh well here's the you, you joke about that, but yes, so I've put twelve hours into Pokemon Let's Go over two days, three days. It's all I can do, and when I'm not doing that, I'm watching the Indigo League anime on, on <laughs> Netflix now. And it's been fun. I've I you know, I'm I'm a 90s kid, so you know, uh Red and Blue Canto is is my jam and that's my favorite. You know, it's kind of like Doctor Who, whoever your first doctor is, traditionally is your favorite doctor. So, uh yeah, I just I can't stop and I I bought the uh the special edition that came with the pokeball that had Mew inside of it and I bought it because I thought they were going to be hard to find, um, but in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, um, they are just still on shelves, even loose. You you know get the the, the Pokemon Go Plus ball anywhere out With here.
1: With Mew in it and all that too.
4: Yep, it's got Mew built into it. Um, but it's been great. I I don't regret making the purchase because it it's a wonderful controller for this game. It feels perfect. Mm-hmm. You know I don't have to keep what uh, I know it's it's very small inconvenience but the Joy-Con I don't my hands are too big for him so to have a, a an actual ball in my hand with a joystick on it has been fucking perfect.
0: <laughs>
3: oh wow. Sorry. Raising uh
4: oh. well you know I went to art school so it's yeah. not the first or the last. No, um True true enough. But also uh my my kids been Playing it with me as well, and sometimes uh, when we hit those lower end Pokémons with the Rattatas or the the Pidgeys, I'll I'll throw it into catch mode and uh, strap it onto his hand and let him throw the ball at the screen, and it's been pretty fun for the both of us. So awesome! But that's uh, all I've been doing, man. It's just Pokémons upon Pokémon's upon Pokémon's.
1: Have you used it with your phone during the Go?
4: So no, I haven't. Even though I've put no, you know, 11 hours in, 12 hours in, I haven't gotten to the research facility yet well, for that to ball.
1: happen. Are you just connected the ball to your phone to use it. Oh,
4: no, no, I haven't. So, so what you can do is you can take that out and use it as a Pokemon Plus. Um, I, I haven't had time to do that yet. Um, you can also transfer your Pokemon from the Let's Go and put it into the ball and then walk around with it, and it's, right. it, it it levels up your your in game Pokemon as you walk around with the thing in your pocket so i haven't done either i was I was hoping to do it tomorrow because i I have a couple couple hours of free time tomorrow, so I'll probably uh, end up doing that then, but I've been pretty happy with another re-release that nintendo has made me pay 60 bucks for (laughs) sorry 90 bucks for
1: yeah at least you did save some money getting the game and the the pokeball i mean you uh, say well
4: yeah no no i know and i i got a mew in it as well so it's worth it i i'm
3: really enjoying the shit out of it well the cool part is the pokeball is applicable to pokemon go correct it's a because uh, Sean, Sean actually, the reason I have a Wii is because my roommate Sean he bought the um, Let's Go special bundled uh, Wii, so I got the the hand me down one he's had for about a year now, um, which is basically why I could afford it. Because yeah, they're, they're still pretty expensive, but um, yeah, that bundle like he couldn't find it any place locally, but he was able to order it from Amazon, so it came in today. Um, and it looks great. Like, they did a great job on it and everything. But um, it's not cheap, dude. Like, it's $400. Like, yeah. you pay, you pay yeah. for everything. You know, you pay 300 for the console. You pay 60 for the game. You pay 40 essentially, for the Pokeball. You ten
1: Poke like on the, the controller. Yeah,
3: exactly. It's, Which
4: then you pay in shipping.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Amazon, I know, so... I know, I know, I know, But, yeah, no, I just... I was kind of like, damn, dude, they didn't cut you any... Like, I felt like you should have at least gotten the Pokeball for free. Nope. Yeah. You know?
4: You got your Mew for free. Why would they give you anything else? Oh, yeah, um, oh cool. Yeah.
1: It is. Uh, call in, uh, if you don't mind, call in uh, after you play with it this week. Uh, oh,
4: yeah. no, I'll call you live as I just play no, around with bullets. You
1: know, I don't want a dentist thing where you put music behind it and stuff. I just want, you know. But Tony, man, what have you been watching or playing or reading this week?
2: I have no idea what Phil just talk
1: about <laughs> God you like,
2: my wife for like 15 minutes I was like I ah, okay now I'm I'm you know what if he's happy and his sounds like you and your your son you have a son right
3: Are yes. you presuming so, uh, his no, son's uh, gender? I, uh, yes
2: I am cuz he has a penis Um it sounds like you guys are having a great time with it and a oh, great time And I'm happy to hear that but I have no idea what you guys are doing or throwing at the TV, <laughs> but as long as you're having fun, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. I
4: hate you, Tony. Uh,
2: um, for, well, I'm, I sincerely, if I'm sincerely happy to hear the enjoyment, I just don't know what is transpiring. And then he was out 400 bucks. That That's all I caught. Um, I currently have been playing a lot of call of duty, uh, black ops four. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love to hate it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, is that all right, Paul? Is that? I mean, I didn't know we were judging, now we're judging people. <laughs> no, you <I'll> <laughs> on, on what they're doing constantly.
4: Okay. Constantly, uh, we judge people on this yeah. show.
2: This isn't this isn't geek oh. versus guys. Come on. Oh, no. I thought I could share, you know, okay. without without a fear of Listen, retaliation.
3: You can play any game that you want. All I want to know, actually, all Charles wants to know is why there isn't a Call of Duty White Ops.
1: See, you guys gotta be the dick. You always have to just whip him mm. around the table. Mm. Uh. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Yeah, I um, there is there is one black character, and he's British. The one black guy they have in the game is British. Um, but anyway, been playing the uh, African American ops for. Um, <laughs> It's been it's been keeping me busy trying to get all the colored guns. There's a bunch of different <laughs> guns of color um, and I'm trying to get, trying to collect those. Um and then watching Ozark. I have been watching uh Ozark. How,
3: how is that? I've heard good things.
2: Oh man, it's insane. Like the first episode runs a little long, a little over an hour and it feels like a movie. Like when it's over you're like, shit, I just I just went through some stuff and I literally Stopped in the middle of the finale to come talk to Charles. And then I got roped on the show. So I'm, I'm wanting to go finish up the first season. Um, it's, you could compare Everybody it to Breaking dies, Bad just to let you
1: <laughs> not you don't miss anything. Everybody died.
2: I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you can compare it to breaking bad, but it's its own story kind of, um, you know, drugs and secrets and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Bateman and everyone on the show is great. Just uh, yeah, pretty pretty tense, pretty interesting show. Uh, both seasons are currently on Netflix, so yeah, that's awesome. it.
1: Cool. I was looking up here, Horizon Zero Dawn on different sides watching some of the gameplay. Can you play multiplayer on this thing? Is it all? I mean, it looks a phenomenal single player game.
3: It's a single player game, but it looks. It's, it's a what? great game, and yeah. it's a, it's cool that you could play it at your own pace too. Yeah, you know I mean? and you can it's like a skyrim type game where it's a little more linear than skyrim is but it's still open world and everything so if you want to go do all the side stuff like all the trials and all the different side quests and all that stuff you can if you don't want to do a couple of them progress through the main story get done with the game and, and move on but it's it's easily one of the most beautiful and well-received games in many years especially on it, it is a gem of the playstation Four.
2: i i actually don't game all that much and so when i do want to buy a new game i'll look up like what are the best games of you know yeah. the past year or two for ps4 and that always comes up and it's high on my list um i was like man i, I really need to play that and i did not know it was a uh, black friday sale so
1: i will actually be picking that up well i love online because you can't I'm, I'm just gonna order it to be the easiest thing to do uh buy new 9.99 regular price nineteen ninety nine. buy pre owned eighteen ninety nine. Unless you have power-up. You get it for 1709 still. They didn't slide. I figured they would have put the pre-owned on sale. No,
4: because they make straight profit on the pre-sale, uh, the, the pre-owned. No. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to cut that
2: shit. Cut that well, shit. Well, well, yeah, but when nobody buys it, because it's twice as much as new. Like,
3: right now. The, well, yeah, in a week it'll a be week. bad. Stuff. Yeah.
1: True. True that, yo. I mean,
3: uh, GameStop in particular actually has a lot of good games in the sale right now. Uh, Detroit Become Human is only twenty; that's half price already. That game only came out a couple months ago. Uh, that's a narrative game. That's it's a really cool yeah. looking game. It's uh, kind of your whole like our androids people type things storyline. No, uh, no. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy is ten bucks. Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection is ten dollars. God of War is only thirty uncharted 4 is 15 uh overwatch legendary edition is 20 uh there, there's a couple other games that i haven't heard of but those are ones that i've played and i know are solid you know what i mean so <laughs> the deal is pretty sweet and they just have a stack of them behind the counter so if you walk into your local GameStop, they're there nice you can't, you can't go wrong with a 10 or 15 playstation 4 game nope you
1: know? yeah typically Uh, I'm also watching the deals. Humble Bundle will roll over. Some of their bundles roll over tonight. I'm waiting to see what they're going to do for Black Friday. Oh, the Steam sale is going to start soon. It's going to start soon. It hasn't started yet. I mean, there's some stuff on sale, but I'm still eyeballing that Borderlands list, and it's not on sale yet, man. Yeah, give it time, son. I'm waiting. I'm itching. I'm I'm scratching. I'm ready for Oh, Charles, for someone like you,
3: you do you have PlayStation Plus?
1: Yeah. Yes, I do.
3: Right, well, is it up for renewal anytime soon?
1: Every fucking month. Cause I did it the dumbass way. Oh, you did month to month. Well, I, need, I need to get that fucking shit turned off and get the cards.
3: A whole bunch of different uh, retailers have a $20 off deal for the year right now, so you can get it for okay.
1: 40. I, I dollars
3: I got my code through Amazon. It worked. I did it because uh, uh, I needed it to play Gundam versus online. So if you are thinking about getting... A year's worth of plus, it's uh, yeah, bucks right now. So. It's cheaper in the
1: long run, anyway. It's cheaper, which pisses me off that I got rooked into how I did it because I was getting that free fourteen days or two months or whatever the fucking card was that came with it. Um, I've been meaning to get it. Yep, yeah, I see it right now. It's all oh, GameStop's got. It. I can add it to my cart along with the game. Yep, thirty nine
2: ninety nine. Yo, I just literally scrolled past Facebook. It was like, hey, twenty dollars off PlayStation Plus. And the thing is, I get my phones listening, but I have headphones
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I'm all, before I hit order, I want to definitely check that. But I've been watching the sales because I'm always looking to pick up something fun, especially if I get to play with some people. Uh, I've been watching Titans. I've got all caught up on Titans on the DC Universe, uh, whatever it's called. It's really getting good. Once you get past that jarring aspect of looking for Teen Titans, go or looking for anything kid-friendly, and you realize this is going to be what it is, it, it, it's really good. I really enjoy it. I, I, I like the fight scenes are fairly well choreographed. The swear words are not overly it's done. Batman. Yeah. I mean, it, that, was, that was in context. It was, it was decent. It was okay. And he doesn't say it again. They, they set him up again later uh when he meets somebody and they're like oh you know Can we? and i expected they're gonna drop it again he's like no he's just always said nope and that's it it's like cool you know it, it's it's i'm digging it i'm really digging it right now so that's where i'm in there i think i talked about bullet storm a little bit last week so i'll skip that but i got with phil and Kurt and Suzanne last night. We played some Left for Dead too. Finally got my controller dialed in ninety five percent of the way, and uh, I'm happy with how it's reacting in the game. And we went and killed some zombies. And Suzanne uh, really really enjoyed herself apparently. So uh, and our, our, our uh, one of our most faithful listeners across the board of different shows on Twitch is uh, Nicole 991 she came out and supported us. It's on GST Media. You can watch that on Twitch uh, for next week or so, I guess, before it goes away. And we had Big Jim come out from the Botch patron, patronage. And uh, Nicole's like, no lie, I could watch this shit every Sunday. So
4: Yeah, it was good times, man. Um, was, you know, everyone here in Chippensburg had a fun time. And uh, I can't wait for this to, to jump off the ground and, and
1: start rolling forward yeah it's fun, and that's the thing when we're I think we're cover sales a little bit more i I really 'cause I get something out of it, you know, oh, should I go look at this, should I buy that and Paul, I mean you dropping you know horizon, I'd barely heard of it, I'd heard good things, whatever but, you know you talking about it and bringing the sale at the same time. It's like, all right now it's in my cart now I'm probably gonna drop ten bucks on it and get yeah.
3: it i mean uh, I probably would have bought that game at twenty dollars for the complete edition. Ten dollars is just literally a steal, like yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, so I think we're gonna do more of that because I, I need it. Um, I like it. And, and you know, I, I used to say, you yeah, I buy one game a year. Uh, and it's one new price, you know, uh, a brand new blockbuster high price, $60 game, which was Spider-Man this year. But I think, uh, it was last January. We got Titanfall two and played that for a while. And then I only paid ten dollars for that too. Yeah, ah, pay fuckers. ten bucks for that. I'm gonna pay ten bucks for Verizon and pay that for myself. I'm gonna pick up. Uh, well, I picked up Left 4 Dead when you talked about it, Paul, a couple weeks ago, where it was three bucks for the entire first and second game.
3: Yeah, let me know when you guys are playing again sometime because I own yeah, I own we'll that bring. for like six years and I've literally never played it with friends before.
1: Yeah, we'll bring it. It's a, so. it's a good time. It's a good time. You have to drink. It's, drinking is mandatory. On that. Okay, no problem. All right, well, that's going to be the end of that, Tony. Besides, on your Facebook, on your phone, where can they find you, sir?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, again, as I mentioned, um, Charles and I met an hour before the show to talk about some podcast things. I did not plan to come on the show. I did not wear pants. And I've had to. I've had to use the bathroom for like two hours now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jeez. I record videos. So you can't get up. But I didn't want to get up and walk off in my, my boxer briefs. And so I've been miserable, and I've just been scrolling through my phone doing the virtual pee-pee dance. Uh, uh, Brett, if you want to check out myself and my friends, Betty and Casey, we are uh, the Geek Versus podcast. We are at uh, geekversus.com or your favorite podcast app.
1: Cool. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on
3: Twitter at Soapbox and you can find me out in Generation One Pokemans <laughs> for the coming weeks. Uh dude, it's gonna be sweet to like throw uh, my switch up on the big you know my big screen TV in my bedroom and catch Pokemon from bed and mm-hmm. not have it be on my tiny little DS where I'm like oh I- I- man so, I can't wait to throw a Joy-Con across the room on accident. Though that'll happen. Well, oh. if you're wearing the straps, you don't have to worry about. It. Uh, you don't don't tell me what to do in my so bed.
1: Paul <laughs> is going to get a strap on in his bed for the Pokemon.
2: Hey, uh, right. whenever I'm out and about, I stay strapped. You never know. <laughs>
4: pika pika.
1: <laughs> blah blah. Phil, where can they find
4: you? As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, the, the the Twitters is uh, imaginary nomad. Uh, we're getting closer to Smash Brothers, and my switch code is pinned to the top of my Twitter handle. So get that ready so you can kick the shit out of me in Smash Brothers in a couple weeks. And uh, what Instagram is on Avery Island one.
1: Hi, I'm Rockout a Podcasting across all social media. Twitter shortens it up to Rockout a pod. And tons of awesome shows all around. Check out the Georgia Institute of EMS on Facebook for my Friday shows. And then we'll do breaking the panel here. Sunday nights, Gs2 Media for now. We're doing some test runs, and that will swap over to FGH Beyond once we really get it locked in good. FGH Beyond Thursday nights, including this Thursday night. Well, this past Thursday night since this will come out after that, maybe. Uh, but Thanksgiving night, uh, uh, not class, we used to do the show. The other Kurt, Not Clots. Yeah, there's Phil Not Clots and there's Kurt Not Clots. So, uh, Kurt Not Clots is going to be on. We're going to have our turkey hangovers and play some Marvel Strike Force together. So, it's going to be blast over on Twitch.tv forward slash FTH. Beyond, you can be on the show, Patreon.com forward slash Breaking the Panel. We'll get you into our groups and you can support the show, do all kind of awesome stuff. BTP at com is the email and giantsizedcboot.com forward slash breaking the pen off on the right hand side of the screen is a tab that you can click on and leave your voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, but you know until next week, do you have any parting words for Chris? Bring some sand home, Chris. Phil, uh, uh, Tony needs it in his, in his litter box. He doesn't have to no, get up in the bike. Phil, why,
3: don't, why don't you repeat the sentiment you had last week, Phil? No, 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 no. no I'm good.
1: Yeah, Enunciate. See, Tony can teach you about saying duh and and good really good can i why what because you and did well tonight sir oh i'm well spoken okay thanks i appreciate the compliment <laughs> all right we're out of here we'll see everybody
0: next week i have a bladder infection now breaking the panel is the flagship podcast on the giant size team Up network you can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizedteamup.com